become a super networker, okay? Because networking is the key and, and building connections and relationships is where the money is. You know, people say the money is in the list. The money is in the relationship you have with the list, okay? So building relationships is, is, is a really key factor here. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell. Helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money. Hello and welcome to the Online Marketing Show. This is Joey Bushnell. Today's special guest is joint venture expert Sahel Khan. Go to milliondollarpartneringbook.com to find out more. Um, in today's call, Sahel is going to be sharing with us how we can leverage the power of joint ventures to grow our business, including why we should be doing joint ventures, especially if you don't have a huge marketing budget, two ways to do joint ventures online, Sahel's top 10 tips for networking and creating strong business relationships, how to approach hard to reach people for joint venture partnering, and how to pitch your joint venture idea so that you make the deal happen. All that and much, much more coming up. Um, Sahel, thank you so much for joining me today. No, thank you. Thank you, Jay, for having me. Sahel, you're known as one of the world's top joint venture or JV experts, and you recently published a book, actually co-authored a book called Guerrilla Marketing and Joint Ventures, uh, and you co-authored this with the late Jay Conrad Levinson. How did this come about? Well, it's quite uh, uh, quite interesting how the, uh, the the book came about. I mean, a few years ago, probably about more than three years ago, I, I wrote a um, uh, a book proposal, and uh, I was working on launching a book for um, uh, you know in, in the joint venture space. Uh, there weren't many publications out there that spoke about joint venture partnering, and mm-hmm. um, being sort of the, the you know the prominent joint venture expert uh, in the world, I thought you know it'd be pretty cool if I could uh, get a book out there. However, I also wanted to practice what I preach, and that was by aligning myself um, and partnering with someone who's uh, obviously more well-known than I was. And um, uh, I had two people in mind. One person uh, was um, actually one of my mentors, Jay Abraham. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the time, um, uh, Jay was very busy writing his book, which I think was the sticking point um, uh, uh, book that he that he wrote. And, you know, I reached out to um, also to Jay, Jay Conrad Levinson of the Gwilym. Marketing uh, fame, and I, I, I basically I didn't hear back for quite a while um, from uh, from Jay, and I was very fortunate enough to be um, a, a part of a, a, a very exclusive mastermind based in the US. And part of the mastermind, we uh, we, we have a, a yearly cruise. Uh, this is like a twenty five k mastermind, mm-hmm. and uh, quite a well known mastermind. And on the cruise, they, they had two keynote speakers. One was Jay Conrad Levinson. And the other one was Michael Gerber of the E-Myth fame. So I thought to myself, you know, this is quite interesting. These are two people that I really, really want to connect with um, and really get to know. So I got, uh, when we got into the cruise, both of these guys were being mobbed um, by everyone. Because, you know, everyone sort of, uh, you know, if, if anyone and anyone has developed a very successful business, they look up to sort of, um, you know, people that they've um, uh, implemented strategies from reading their books. And J. Conrad Levinson, obviously, you know, he's the, the guru of gurus in, when it comes to marketing, and he's the the, you know, the the founder and the creator of Gwilym Marketing. So he was uh, he was being mobbed um, on the cruise ship, and so was Michael Michael Gerber. His one's quite interesting because he had a lot of um, uh, a lot of his entourage there. So he would come in 
give a presentation and then and then uh, leave out the door and that's it. You would see him for the rest of the, the trip. Mm-hmm. Whereas Jay, Jay would always stay around and speak to people. He was very personable and he, he if you if you ever knew Jay, um, uh, he was a person who would tell a lot of stories. You know about working in some big brand organizations and you know, working on brands like Marlboro Man, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's he's quite famous for those uh, you know iconic brands that um, you know that he he co-created. So I was on the cruise and I thought to myself, look, here's the thing. You know this guy is um, everyone is he's got all his groupies. Everyone's uh, basically. Um, you know, not sucking up to him, but, you know, people were, oh, Jay, oh, you know, Jay, and, you know, oh, we, we love you, ready books, and blah, blah, blah. So I thought, you know, I don't want to come across as being, uh, you know, even though I'm a diehard fan, I don't want to come across as being, you know, a, a fan, a raving fan. So I was very fortunate to um, catch him alone in the lobby one day, and uh, I approached him, I said to him, I said to him, hi, Jay, I said, look, you know, um, uh, I know you're very busy. I know there's a lot of people here who want to meet you and, and obviously uh, speak to you. But is it possible for us to just probably have you know lunch or dinner sometime and just sit down and, and talk about uh, a few things? And I'd love to hear more about your stories. And uh, I, I did mention to him that you know I'm working on a uh, I've got a book that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. So um, and I just and then after that, I shook his hand and you know I walked off and I thought to myself you know is this guy really going to remember me you know because when you build relationships and connections. Um, you know, you, 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 you do that over a period of time, but this was like a, you know, uh, our first, obviously, you know, our first face to face meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that evening, it was interesting. We were sitting in the, uh, in, in the, in the dining lounge and he was sitting with his family separately in a VIP area. And we were told specifically, do not, um, uh, disturb Jay and his family because, you know, when he's with his family, you know, he's not disturbed. Mm-hmm. So I walked around his table and Jay called my name. You know, Jay, Jay remembered my name. Jay called me over and said, Sahel, you know, uh, um, where are you going? Come and have dinner with, uh, with, uh, with us, you know, with our family, my family. Wow. So he introduced me to all his family on the table and, uh, we just hit it off. You know, he started talking about his old stories about, you know, the 60s and 70s, working in these big ad agencies in New York, in the US. And, um, you know, I, I uh, was giving him, uh, you know, my thoughts on guerrilla marketing and joint ventures. And we just hit it off. And then he said to me, um, you know, I, I, I really want to go through this, um, uh, you know, this, this book that you're talking about. So he said, I would love to uh, co-author this book with you. And I was like, wow, amazing. So, you know, we sat there and, uh, you know, uh, we, we, you know, we spent the, the rest of the cruise basically talking about, you know, a lot of things like family, about business. And then straight after that, um, the wheels got into motion and, you know, um, we started working on the book. It took us over a year uh, going backwards and forwards to get it perfect mm-hmm. and um the book was finished uh, last year um basically a couple of weeks just before he passed away so jay passed away in october um uh, last year and uh, the book was uh, actually completed um all done a few weeks before he passed away so i'm i'm very very fortunate and blessed to be the uh, in a position to have co-authored the, the final guerrilla marketing uh, book um written by jay so Wow, that's a, an incredible story, Sahel. Um, so, Sahel, how would you define guerrilla marketing? What is it? Guerrilla marketing, really, I, I would say it's an unconventional approach to marketing. You know, people think of traditional marketing um, when they go out and sort of uh, do their marketing activities. And um, it's the same thing. You know, people think that they have to join an association, for example, or a chamber to get business. And um, when it comes to spending money on ads like Yellow you know, Pages, 
people still do it. People still do the traditional marketing that them that they you know that everyone else does. Now, guerrilla marketing is is going against the curve basically, and uh, guerrilla marketing is doing things that mostly other people don't do. So, non-traditional tactics are used, and that's why they call it guerrilla, and that's why they call it guerrilla marketing. So, what would be some of the main principles of guerrilla marketing? Well, uh, what, uh, some of the main principles of guerrilla marketing. Guerrilla marketing is uh, pretty much human psychology based. It's based on triggers. Uh, and it's based on a lot of direct response. So within Guerrilla Marketing, there's also a lot of creativity that's used. And, you know, you can see examples of this wherever you go around the world where people are doing some really, really cool things with, like, um, billboards and, um, uh, you know, bus ads, for example, that are very, very interactive. Um, even uh, things that, like, uh, you know, 3D uh, uh, marketing, 3D um, uh, images uh, that people are creating. And, you know, it's all creativity-based marketing. And it's things that are, are not the norm, but to create a response so, you know, that is really some of the, the principles behind guerrilla marketing. So, and also, uh, guerrilla marketing is based more on profit than sales mm-hmm. and things like brand awareness, uh, you know, making connections all through low cost strategies. So, you know, um, it's a lot of strategies that you use and you're basically trying to maximize as much as you can out of, out of the little, um, uh, that you have. So. I know in the book that you talk about, you know, maybe if you are on, on a tight budget, that you can still be resourceful, that you can use your time, your energy, your creativity, rather than money to get yourself out there and market your business. Yes, exactly. And it's all about leverage. So the, the, the traditional shotgun approach to marketing where you have to, people think they have to throw money to make money mm-hmm. or spend money to make money, that is uh, not used in guerrilla marketing. So most of it, yes, it's creativity by creating things that um, you can you can squeeze as much as you can out of basically for the less uh, the less investment you make in it. Okay, so we've covered guerrilla marketing. Let's move over to joint ventures, Sahel. Um, you've been doing joint ventures for years now. So why do you love joint ventures so much? And also, how do joint ventures fit in as part of an overall guerrilla marketing plan? Joint ventures are quite amazing. I mean, I'll give you a classic example of of right now, for example. Joint ventures, you can do anything um, uh, possible through joint venture partnering. Um, uh, you can uh, you can set up a business without any sort of nominal investment using joint ventures. You can get other people to promote your products and services using joint venture partnering. So the whole point is it's 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 maximum uh, impact for minimum investment. And I'll give you a classic example right now that uh, the, uh, the current case study that I I have when I speak at when I do my keynote speaking or when I'm uh, uh, you know um, uh, brought in to explain case studies uh, or even coaching and training is you know right now for example we are living in uh, the Middle East living in uh, Dubai mm-hmm. and for us to come and live in a totally brand new country uh, enter a new industry that we have no idea about and create a new venture it was all done by joint venture partnering so before we, we even came to dubai for example we set up all these joint venture partnerships and we got other people to uh, not only write the content for the, the b2b um, uh, publications that we launched here but also other people to promote it as well so in, in essence you know we became a profitable business very very quickly mm-hmm. in a short space of time because we weren't um, uh, putting any of that normal investment in other people would were, were creating the content content was crowdsourced um, uh, via joint venture par- partnerships and joint venture partnering so 
We literally set up a business from scratch just via joint venture partnering. So this is a great thing for uh, startups, for uh, inventors, for product creators, even for businesses and business owners who um, basically want to try a different channel uh, to, to, you know, to, to growing their business. And you can grow exponentially as well because once you've done one joint venture with a company uh, or one partnership, you can take that same concept and roll it out to other, other joint venture partners also. Brilliant. And this is definitely a guerrilla marketing strategy because, um, you know, there's not the traditional investment, the traditional marketing cost involved with this because basically both parties are bringing something of value to the table. And I guess you could say that they're effectively, you know, sharing their assets. Yes, and, and and I did a I did a lengthy interview with Jay just before he passed away, and that interview we've we've got featured in the book, and in that um, interview he talks a lot about something called fusion marketing, mm-hmm. which is the term they use in in the guerrilla marketing um, uh, sense, but this, it's the same thing. It's it's joint venture partnering, a very very powerful marketing strategy. Okay, so um, so Hale, the name of this show is the online marketing show. So could you tell us what are the most common forms of joint venture in the online world? Well, here's the thing. Um, uh, when people think of joint ventures, and, and, I, and I have discussions with people, they automatically think about they do think about the online world. Mm-hmm. Now, my core uh, competency and skill, uh, and my core focus is really uh, in the offline world, working with bricks and mortar and corporate companies. However, uh, I um, have spent some time in the online world, and if most people are probably hearing me uh, right now and probably know my name, or probably see me speak at sort of in, uh, some top internet marketing events over the last few years. Um, Joint ventures in the online world, people normally know it by when you're uh, basically uh, promoting to each other's lists. So you have a product, for example, and you've struck a relationship with someone who has a database that thinks, hey, this product will be good for our customers. But not only that, I think we can make, you know, we can make some a, a good commission or we can make good money promoting this product to our customers. That's the standard joint venture that people think about, that, you know, hey, you have a list, I have a list, let's promote to each other. Brilliant. Now, you can take that one step further. There are some uh, really good strategies and tactics. And one of the really great ones that you can do that hardly anyone does is if you have a product, for example, and you're selling it to a customer who's a buyer, the buyer comes through your site, goes to your shopping cart, and then they purchase the product. Now, they're still a hot buyer, okay? When they land on the thank you page, that thank you page can also be used for joint ventures. So that thank you page, basically, you can have um, offers and promotions on there from your joint venture partners. Mm -hmm. And that is something that's so underutilized, not many people actually do it. Brilliant. That's a really good idea. Um, Okay, so let's talk about how we can build good business relationships because to do joint ventures, we need to have good relationships with other people. So do you have any tips for networking and getting to meet new people? I do. I do indeed. And one of the things um, I'm just going to share quickly, um, and obviously a a quick um, um, elevator background, I built um, a training company um, uh, from zero to $10 million and sold that in uh, 2006 to a big 100 100, uh, million IT group. They went bust in 2008, and I ended up losing everything. Okay, I went from being a multi-millionaire to totally broke. Now, in 2009, uh, I sold my of a challenge to make a million dollars in 12 months and actually closed a 1.5 million dollar deal in 30 days just using the power of joint ventures and this is why I'm a big advocate of using joint ventures and one of the biggest things I've learned about doing joint ventures is about relationships okay and about networking and building relationships and um 
a lot of people are coming to my app. I do like a, a program for joint venture brokers, uh, a certified joint venture brokers. Now, when a lot of them come into my program, they ask me a question that, you know, when, when, when can I make my first million dollars like you did, uh, you know, by doing a joint venture deal? And I said, look, it doesn't work like that. You've got to focus on building relationships because those relationships that you have, which is obviously at the end of your Rolodex, that is what you'll be able to leverage, um, very easily and, and, and make that million dollars. So, what I want to do quickly is, uh, if it's okay with you, I want to just share my uh, my my top ten networking tips. Is that okay? Yeah, that would be great. Okay, cool. So so here are some tips that um, uh, uh, you know anyone listening can use to really become a super networker. Okay, because networking is the key, and, and building connections and relationships is where the money is. You know, people say the money is in the list. The money is in the relationship you have with the list. Okay, so building relationships is is, is a really key factor here. So so number one tip. Uh, uh, tip number one is um, when you uh, go to any seminar or any conference or any networking place, make sure you introduce yourself to the event organizer and registration person first because these are the guys who are connected and, and they know everyone that's going to be at the event or seminar, for example. So always try and build a relationship with the people who can feed you into the whole of the network, okay, rather than trying to you know introduce yourself to individual people within the network. Mm-hmm. Um, tip number two, uh, obviously do your homework in advance and you know pinpoint the people that you really want to speak to. So go into a seminar or conference with a, with a, with a, uh, um, with a, a direct outcome of what you're going to get from it. Don't just go in there just to mingle and say, you know, I'm going to network. No, have a specific outcome in mind. See who's going to be at the network and pinpoint those people that you really, really want to connect with. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, tip number three is when you have business cards, like like we all do. Um, here's a trick. Here's a really good tip. Um, have a business card without your cell number on there or your phone, or mobile number because when you when you hand the card to someone and you write your number down for them personally, it makes such an impact. Now, when I go to events, uh, I don't really carry business cards as much as I used to, but when I go to business uh, events with a business card, I don't I don't have any contact numbers on there. So when I'm handing the card to someone, I say, like, you know what, Bart, let me do this. Let me give you my personal number. And it's just my cell number, but I'll write it down on the card and they it looks so personal mm-hmm. and they, you know, it makes the other person feel wow you know the, I'm, I must be special because he's giving me his um, you know um, his mobile number mm-hmm. plus also when that person goes home and takes a business card with them and puts them on a table full of other business cards because your number's been handwritten they'll keep that card okay they, they won't throw that card away because it must be of some important significance uh, because it's got some handwritten uh, a number on there um, that brings us to, to uh, tip number five um, when you're having conversations with people Always use their name a lot. Now, this is a great thing that everyone should do. Um, when you go to networking events or internet marketing events, for example, you know, use people's names often because not only that person will remember you. Um, in the evening, when you have the networking around the bar, for example, um, you will have more of a, a, a connected um, a relationship with that person and be able to carry on the conversation very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, uh, there's two questions um, that you should uh, ask when you're at an, an, at an event. The whole point of an event is really to to give value, okay? Not um, uh, you know, not, not not generate leads or generate whatever. It's to give value first, okay? Because you want other people to know that you're in a position to help them, so they can in turn in turn they will help you. So the two questions I always recommend, especially with my my um, joint venture brokers, when they go to um, events, I say, look, ask these two questions. 
The first question is the icebreaker. It's basically when you meet someone, ask them the question, for example, if his name is Bob, say, uh, hi, Bob, uh, tell me how did you get started as a blank, whatever they are, okay? Because mm-hmm. people love uh, people who are interested in them, right? Mm-hmm. And they have th- th- they seem to have a more of a warmer connection. If you're interested in someone, um, something that uh, Jay uh, said, um, uh, 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 you know, ages ago, and I've got it in the book as well, he, he was saying, he said something like, you know, if you could be interested in people, and, uh, you know, that in itself will make you you know, make you successful, and people like people who are interested in them. So that is, uh, you know, something that um, is uh, is very important as an icebreaker question. And then the second question you should ask the same person is, okay, look, how can I help you sell more of your blank blank, you know, product or service? Because that shows that you're really interested in that person. And you know, um, one of the one of my mottos in life is is always give first, ask later. You know, I'd give as much value as I can. And then if I have a favor later on down the line or, you know, if I need something, then I'll approach that person. But most of the time I don't because, you know, I already have that in my network. Mm-hmm. So that's um, uh, that's the tip number six. Tip number seven, and this is what I learned from my first internet marketing event I got invited to many, many years ago. In, in It was in Washington. I was sitting in the um, seminar room just listening to all the speakers and uh, I was wondering, where is everyone going? You know, people kept going in and out of the room all the time and I actually went out of the room and I saw a lot of people networking in the lobby area outside and that's where basically the deals get done. So, you know, always if you're going to network, network in a high traffic area like, you know, the entrance to the seminar or at the lobby or the bar area. So that's a good place to really find people to network with. Um, Another thing, Another thing, tip number eight, is uh, always introduce each new person you meet to at least another person. So, you know, we all go to networking events and we meet someone that we think, oh, my God, you know, this this person here, they're, they're not a match for me at all. You know, there's totally different business, totally different mindset. Um, you know, I, I, I don't really want to you know, talk to this person. But what you should do is if that person is not a match for you, always say to them, look, here's the thing. I don't think there's there's, but there's really big synergy between what we do. But, however, if I find someone at the event who I think can help you, I'll definitely connect you. And I do that all the time and what happens is everyone starts uh, recommending me and say look go and speak to that guy because you know he connected me or you know he's the guy to speak to you know he you know and and it really really builds your um uh it builds your authority quickly as well um tip number nine um make sure after each of, uh, when you go to because there's loads of internet marketing events that a lot of people go to so one of the things you've got to do is and if you if you have an ipad for example always book a date in uh, in your diary to next contact the person or to go to lunch with each of the people you connect with, which is very, very important. And finally, you know, when you leave the event, make sure you follow up with within 48 hours. And one thing I always do is take pictures with people. And that's just a reminder to say, hey, you know, we met and this is what I look like and this is what we were doing. And, uh, you know, send them uh, um, the picture as a conversation reminder. So that's really, um, you know, some of the, the, the tips that I can share that really, really help the listeners. Brilliant to hell. That's um, lots of really useful tips there and, and just things that I would never, you know, thought of myself. So that's absolutely fantastic. Do you do all of your networking face to face or do you use the internet as well? For example, places like LinkedIn, do you ever connect with people there as well? Yeah. Um, on, on, on the higher level networking, when I'm, um, I get approached by a lot of uh, clients to uh, to uh, con- to make connections for them as a as an introducer or a connector, and I use LinkedIn to do that. So, for example, they pay me an upfront fee. Uh, just to make those connections for them. And, you know, we brainstorm, make a list of like the top 10, 15, 20 people that they want to connect with. And bear in mind, these are all like CEOs, CTOs, CMOs of companies. Mm-hmm. And then I go out and actually just open the doors for them. And I even go as far as um, setting up the meetings for my clients as well. 
And uh, if I don't set up any meetings for them and we're not successful, then they obviously get the feedback. So, yeah, I do. I do use LinkedIn a lot for the high level connections. Okay, so if we're looking to, you know, to pinpoint or, you know, target a specific person to do a joint venture with, and, you know, one of your tips within your 10 tips was to, you know, to go to events with someone specific in mind. If that particular person is in hot demand, you know, difficult to reach, um, a little bit like you when, when you were on the cruise with Jay and there was lots of people around him wanting to, to speak to him. Do you have any tips for approaching someone like that? Someone who is, you know, maybe a bit harder to reach or a little bit less accessible? Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I'm very fortunate now because I have a calling card, which is the the, the book, you know, Guerrilla Marketing and Joint Ventures, which is, you know, uh, is, is, is destined to become a rare classic, being the last ever title, um, a guerrilla title from Jay Conrad. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I, I do a lot of and, and I've done in, in the corporate space is I have sent out FedEx uh, packages with uh, some of the top 10 uh, business books in them and to get the attention of uh, uh, people like thought leaders, for example, or people who are really hard to get hold of. Mm-hmm. And in the book, I write an inscription saying, look, I love what you're doing with the company. I, I love what you guys are doing. If there's an, a, a latest news development you can find on Google, write it down as well. So look, I love what you guys did with this, this, this. And then I write my name at the end and I write my contact number. Now, um, um, six times out of 10, I'll get a call from the CEO the rest of the time it'll be the, P, uh, the PA of the, the CEO who will thank me for the book but most of the times I get on the call with the CEO and the CEO just wants to ask me a question number one who am I number two uh, he thanks me for the book and number three what do I do so that is a really good uh, one, probably one of the best um, strategies that I've used to get inside um, of uh, basically the offices of some of these um, uh, you know uh, these top ranking uh, CEOs so let's say now that we've contacted and met people, we've got our foot in the door with, with some people, so to speak. So now we're coming to the point where we're giving them our, our idea or our joint, joint venture proposal. What do we need to do to give ourselves the best possible chance of making a deal happen? What's going to be you know, the deal breaker for them? Here's the, here's the simple way to do it, right? And this is, this is the formula that's worked. When you send someone a proposal or a joint venture idea, it's a business proposition, okay? So someone has to put their business hat on 100% without knowing you, your history, um, uh, diligence, and they have to make a decision whether they ha- it's, it's, a, it's a gut feeling for them or it's something that they want to do. Mm-hmm. So the best way to do it is you must build a relationship with people. You must um, uh, help them, not sell them, as they say. Mm-hmm. So you've got to build a relationship by keeping in touch with that person and, and giving them things of value, sending them things of value, things that will really help them. Now, I'm very fortunate. Again, like I said, I'm one of the top perimeter experts in the world. There's not many of us um, uh, around. There's probably, I I say I'm probably in the top two or top three, and the other top two are my mentors. So mm-hmm. um, we have a very, very specialist skill. And we can, we can, um, we can provide that skill or provide more information to people, uh, and it will help them. So when you build the relationship with a person, here's what happens. Rather than a proposal going through the door or by email of, or, or an attachment as a document, it just becomes a simple conversation. Mm-hmm. And what you say is, Hey Mike, you know, I was thinking, um, I've got this idea or I've got this product and it's doing really well, what do you think uh, or what your what your opinion is if we get together and, and do something with it? Yeah? Mm-hmm. So that is how that is how you get 
um, uh, it becomes more of a conversation rather than a business proposal. So most of the deals that I've done by getting to know people is by building a relationship with them and then, uh, then just, um, you know, uh, having a, having a conversation about the joint venture idea or proposal rather than sending them a hefty document. Okay. And my final question was about being a joint venture broker. Um, you know, and there is a, there's an entire chapter in the book about this. Um, so first of all, what is a joint venture broker? And secondly, why might we consider hiring one to help us, you know, to help open doors for us? Or maybe why would we even want to, be, you know, maybe consider becoming a joint venture broker ourselves, you know, because that in itself can be a lucrative business. Great, great question. Um, a joint venture broker is exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's a broker who, who basically uh, does joint ventures on your behalf, uh, if you're the client. So they're basically, they're, they're a conduit to, um, uh, developing a joint venture partnerships and even closing deals for you. So you can, you can see it as a separate, um, uh, a separate part of your business altogether where someone just goes out there and brokers deals for you and says, okay, look, this is what we have. This is uh, what we're looking at product-wise. This is the service we have. Would you be interested in promoting that? So it's someone that you can entrust to go out and actually do, uh, you know, do the brokering. And they're, they're trained a specific way to be able to not only get hold of the contacts and secure those contacts, but also close the deals as well. So it's, it's always good using a joint venture broker in several different ways. You, you know, uh, you, you pay them. Some joint venture brokers will work on a, um, on a success fee basis where they'll take a, um, a high commission on uh, any sales they bring in for you. Um, some joint venture brokers like myself will take an upfront fee to do all the groundwork and put all the, all the, the, the deal configuration together and then take a percentage. So there's several different ways and different brokers you can work with. And why, uh, why I think you should consider hiring one because it's, it's, it's like an outsourced solution. You know, it's like an outsourced, outsourced revenue for your company. And it, and that broker can create an additional revenue stream for you even sometimes without increasing your overhead. So you may have an existing newsletter that goes out to your customers, for example, or you may have a product, um, that uh, sells really well with a great conversion rate. That joint venture broker can go out and basically, um, uh, in, in essence, pitch your product to targeted joint venture partners who can then promote it for you uh, hands-free and, um, you know, uh, you pick up the, uh, the sale and you just give a percentage to, to the broker. So if we feel that, you know, for whatever reason, it's just not our skill set or it would take um, too long to build up our Rolodex, we can just leverage a JV broker straight away who is already going to have all those connections. Exactly, because it's a lot of work to go and build it. Someone already has those connections. And a lot of people that I train, they come from different backgrounds, so they already have connections in those backgrounds. And, you know, one of the reasons why people become joint venture brokers is because they, they, they don't want to, they don't want to create their own products. They don't want to uh, take on staff. They don't want to uh, handle uh, sales, payments, refunds, but they don't do anything. They basically are a middleman, middle person that just basically closes the deals, get the, get, gets the two joint venture partners together, and the joint venture partners do all the work so pretty much that's how it really works brilliant well um so hail thank you so much it's been absolutely fascinating to hear about your story and also to hear all the tips that you've given us today so thank you very much i've gone through the book myself and it's absolutely brilliant um so where can we go get it and where can we find out more about you sure um uh, if you go to www.milliondollarpartneringbook.com uh, you can pick up the book there uh, right now. It's, it's available. And we are actually running a, a, a free plus shipping um, uh, promotion for the book. So you can, you get the book for free, which is a $17.95 value, and you just pay for shipping 
um, uh, to get the book out to you. So if you go to that URL there, you can actually pick up a copy of the book and uh, you should be able to pick it up for free. And, uh, you know, right now we're running a, a special promotion, um, uh, for that book, uh, which is quite, which is a limited promotion until those stocks, uh, last. And if you want to find out more about me, uh, two things. One, you can just Google me, uh, um, type my name, Sahel Khan JV into Google and you'll find hundreds and thousands of things about me and videos and, and all sorts of really cool stuff. Or you can pop along to my website, which is www.milliondollarpartnering.com. Excellent. That's the end of today's show. Thank you all for coming and, and tuning in. Um, if you enjoyed the show, please remember to leave us a review on iTunes or on Stitcher and be sure to look out for the next episode. Um, that's going to be up very soon. And finally, Sahail, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thanks for having me, Joe. The Online Marketing Show with Joseph Bushnell, helping you to grow your online business by driving more traffic, improving conversion rates, increasing customer value, and getting things done fast. Listen, take action, make money.